Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon and greetings to you. Thanks for coming along today, the first edition, Monday edition of the week here, and it's a holiday edition as well. It sure is. I know a lot of you are enjoying a day off today, mm-hmm. celebrating Juneteenth. Happy if you Juneteenth. are, then I hope you're enjoying the heck out of it. Yeah. Uh, John and I and Lex are happy to be here in studio, though. We're going to talk about Juneteenth yeah. as the show goes on. And uh, I'm making um, homemade red sauce tonight. No, wait a second. You made red sauce last week. I'm making it again. The same recipe I made that was so delicious, I'm making it again. How much are you making at a time? Just a little dab? Well... Two 28-ounce cans is what I'm making at a time. It doesn't last very long. See, I thought you make red sauce. You make like a gigantic yeah, pot well, of red but, sauce and but, then freeze it. Well, yeah, that's a that would be a good idea, except I had never made this sauce before last week, and mm-hmm. so I it was the maiden voyage. I so see. I wasn't going to quadruple it. Right, I was going right. to do it one time and see what happened. Okay, no, I had red sauce at your house a while ago, which I oh, love. Oh, yeah, that's the meat sauce, Off right? Off the charts. Yeah, that's Man, yum. that was a really good job. Yeah. And so this is just, thank you, this was just marinara. So okay. no meat in this one. Are you doing it today? I'm doing it tonight. It's 89. I, I know. It's 89 degrees. Yeah, you're going to be over a pot ha- of red sauce. I still don't have my grill out there. I, I expressed this to you last week. Well, how frustrating. Because I need to paint it. You don't because need to it's, paint it. But it's all chippy and it's just. Just it's, turn it on. Who cares? Right? Don't you want like a dog or a burger or a I steak? I feel like or something the longer like we do the show, Lexi, the more opinionated John gets. I don't think so. No, I think it is. I, yeah. We tend to get like an old married couple mm-hmm. that we, you know, we, we go start, like, right to the heart of the right, matter. We, right. We've had this argument before. So many times. We might as well just start at eight out of 10. Uh huh. Coming up on today's program in the five o'clock hour, uh, we're going to talk about what your job says about who you'll marry. Thank you. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. That's at 535. Um, does this make sense? Our daily feature at 525. Um, we'll talk about the uh, sub that's missing, uh, praying for the very best for the people who uh, went down to check out the Titanic ruins and have not been seen since. Uh, we'll talk about that at five o'clock. And then in this hour, our good friend Ralph Crew will be back with us, science writer, content creator uh, for Practical Engineering. And creative extraordinary. Exactly. So there's a lot today, John. Just a lot. All right, fine. But the traffic's light. Yeah. That's the good very, news, isn't it? Very easy to get in. Very nice. Sounds like everybody that I talked to or had some kind of connection with on social media loved the Taylor Swift concert. How about that? Yeah. Holy smokes. Big okay. Hit. My, so- my daughter said at one point, she started one of her songs. My daughter said, My soul left my body. Oh, my. Very excited by it. Okay, so I've been reading about Taylor Swift. Now I kind of feel like I have to do due diligence and do a deep dive into her music. Well, yeah. I mean, how can I let this moment I, go I, by? I kind of thought that maybe you'd right. do that prior to the concert. I did not. That's all right. No, no. Better late than never. All right, very You'll good. like it a lot. All right, yeah. So what is the what, the two days were the most attended event, the largest attended event in 
in Pittsburgh in history. The history. Yes, Garth Brooks was the previous mm. record holder. Hey, did you see the uh, litter? No. Nary a drop. Mm-hmm. Really? Very clean and orderly. Thank you, ladies. Well, good for them. Yeah, nice you, job, girls. When you think about, you know, whoever, there's yeah, always right. like trash heaps extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. So very well. And uh, apparently Taylor Swift walked away with nine mil. Just from the two days? Uh-huh. Stop it. Nine mil. Hey, I'm not going to deny that. No, of course not. But that is... She delighted people. That's true. But that is, that is a staggering amount. It is. But she is a, a huge talent, apparently. Okay. All right. Very nice. Okay. News? Nine mil. Nine mil for two days. Okay. All right. Uh, without further ado, I know you got some news stories. I Give do. us the top four at four. For Monday, June 19th, 2023, number one. As we said, today is Juneteenth, a federal holiday which recognizes the emancipation of the last enslaved people in our country. The word coming from the combo of June and 19th pays homage to the first unofficial Juneteenth celebration, which was in 1866. It didn't become a national holiday until 2021. But the historical significance is that it marks the final abolition of slavery, which happened in Galveston, Texas, two months after the end of the Civil War. Texas being, of course, the last state of the Confederacy to officially adhere to the 1863 Emancipation Proclamation. Texas also, for its part, became the first state to make Juneteenth a state holiday in 1980. And since then, a number of other states have followed suit. Read more about it in today's trib. Number two, the U.S., John, becoming an outlier among many Western nations in the way its national medical institutions are treating kids suffering from distress over gender identity. For years, the American healthcare industry has staunchly defended medical intervention for kids, right? Minors, including puberty blockers, but the European medical community is now expressing doubts about that approach. Having allowed these treatments for years, five countries, the UK, Sweden, Finland, Norway, and France, are all urging caution in the use of puberty blockers for minors, stressing that there's a lack of evidence that the benefits outweigh the risks. This month, the UK's publicly funded National Health Service limited the use of puberty blockers to only trials, putting the drugs beyond the reach of children in the UK. How about that? I like it. In a recent post by, a recent poll by the Washington Post, 68% of people surveyed were opposed to the use of puberty blockers in kids ages 10 to 14. Good. Read more about that in today's Wall Street Journal. Number three, writer Salman Rushdie has been awarded a prestigious German prize for his literary work and for his truly incredible resolve and positive attitude in the face of constant danger and threat. The Peace Prize of the German book trade said Rushdie will receive the award in Frankfurt. They went on to say that his writing, quote, describes the force with which violent regimes destroy whole societies but also the indestructibility of the individual spirit of resistance. And if that doesn't describe that man, John, honestly. Got that right. You remember, of course, last August, Salman Rushdie was stabbed repeatedly while on stage at Chautauqua Institution. Um, That happened decades after Iran's Ayatollah condemned him because of passages in the Satanic Verses and issued a decree calling for his death. You can read more details about what's going on with Salman Rushdie and his history in today's ABC News. Uh, number four, I got a weird animal story for you. Kicking off the week. Because weird we want to start the week in the right way. Very nice. Parts of Nevada and Idaho are plagued with what? 
Mormon crickets. Mormons? Yep, as the flightless ground-dwelling insects migrate in massive bands, and that's your top four. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Why are they specifically Mormon crickets? Is that's like a very good question. Descendants of Joseph that, Smith? That What's I had to look up. Um, the Mormon crickets apparently caused a lot of grief to the Mormon settlers in the 1860s. So I'm sure that the Mormon church does not really appreciate the fact that they're now called Mormon crickets, right. but it's not because of their conversion, just because of their history. So is there anything that delineates them from a regular cricket? Yes. Really? They're disgusting. They're really fat. They don't bite, which is mm -hmm. good, but they invade populated areas by covering everything. Swaz. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This woman, Stephanie Garrett, uh, she said, you can see that they're moving and crawling and the whole road's crawling and it just makes your whole skin crawl. D -D -D. Yeah. They eat? Do they destroy crops? Yeah. Uh, they, yes, but not, I, I, not in to the extreme that I expected um, in reading the story more it's the fact that they are covering roads to the point where they have to send out snowplows. Mm, mm, mm. That is disgusting. Like the entrances to local hospitals e. were blocked because of so many Mormon what? crickets. Yeah, they really? had to send out like snow crews that you would see e. in January so that they could get rid of all Yow. of the disgusting bugs. Mm. I'm glad I'm not having dinner. Isn't that gross? That's horrible. Happy to give you that Yikes. gross story I do. to start your week. I really don't need that. That's why right. you have me here as a partner, John. Mormon crickets. Mormon crickets on for June your 10th. Monday. We're taking a break, but when we come back, our good friend Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, will be with us. Tell us the latest going on inside the Beltway, especially what's going on with Anthony Blinken and China's president today. What's next? 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Real Life Radio. This love for Jesus that he's going to be speaking about prioritizes your life and mine. Are we Christians today? We say, yes, we are. Then the number one thing that should mark our lives as a priority is love for God first. Real Life Radio with Pastor Jack Hibbs. Weekday mornings at 1130 on 101.5 Word FM. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give the Springhouse Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm fresh catering from the Springhouse. If you're like me, one of the best parts of summer is a solid garage sale. Or let's be honest, most of what's going on is not great. I'm talking to you, scary 1980 Cabbage Patch Kid doll. But almost always a Mr. Scary Clutter is a fantastic deal and opportunity to be found. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And the same thing is going on in the new home purchase market right now. High interest rates are Cabbage Patch scary. But they've also created a big opportunity because high interest rates have brought home prices down, at least for now. 
meaning an opportunity to buy the dream home now because the price of a home is forever, with the plan to refinance a scary rate when rates settle, which many experts believe is in the near future. Know we've got a direct lender advantage that can often save you monthly and lifelong money and a $1,000 lender credit at closing for all Word FM listeners. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. One in 10 people you'll pass today are food insecure. One in 10. Many of them children. Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank partners with schools across Western PA, providing meals and healthy snacks for thousands of kids. They have the framework. The only thing missing is you. Just $1 provides three nutritious meals for someone in need. $1. Let's end the hunger. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org today to donate or become a volunteer. pittsburghfoodbank.org. We go now to the White House where Greg Clugston joins us. Greg Clugston is the SRN News White House correspondent. And as the first guest of the week, he always brings us up to date of the goings-on in and around the nation's capital and across this country. Greg, happy Juneteenth to you, friend. How are you? Hey, thank you very much. Good afternoon. Happy Monday to you, too. Thanks for having me. So a rare uh, visit by Secretary of State Anthony Blinken to China. Uh, Let's talk about what's happened after the multiple meetings that he's had. What do we know, Greg? Yeah, we're still waiting to get a fuller readout, although we he did speak to the press before leaving. Secretary Blinken did uh, before leaving to fly back to the United States. By the way, this was the highest level U.S. visit to China in about five years. So and when we say a rare visit by, you know, a top in this case, America's top diplomat, uh, it's it's been a stretch here. And that indicates uh, the deteriorating nature of this relationship over a period of time. And so um, basically both sides put a a, a kind of a a happy, positive uh, face on the talks uh, afterwards, but did acknowledge, especially the White House, the Biden administration, acknowledging that uh, there is a lot of uh, a lot more to, to still talk about and discuss in terms of uh, moving on some very intract, seemingly intractable issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list of disagreements between the two countries, the U.S. and China, is a pretty long one, whether you're talking trade issues, Taiwan, human rights, Chinese military assertiveness uh, in the South China Sea. A couple of weeks ago, we were talking about some of the uh, aggressive um, maneuvers by Chinese military in both the air and in the water. Uh, also, Russia's war in Ukraine and where China falls on that. So there is a lot uh, to talk about. But I think there's there's a, there's also this sense that um, the fact that there was at least this meeting, there was this face-to-face between Chinese President Xi Jinping and our Secretary of State, that at least having those talks was seen as at least a step in the right direction of of trying to at least stabilize relations between our two mm-hmm. countries. Right. I think you're right about that. I mean, anytime two entities are talking better than silence, I wonder if maybe this would set the stage perhaps for more serious talks and a larger entity down the road. Yeah, that did come up. Secretary Blinken did say that there would be ongoing discussions between uh, you know, people at his level and lower, and for example, at the State Department and other members of the administration, uh, the White House press secretary today was asked, you know, well, what does this mean then for either a meeting or a phone call between our two presidents? Uh, she didn't have anything specific to say about a timeline for that. But, John, you're right. That would be something that we, you would expect on down the road here, 
not too much further if, in fact, these discussions continue and and ongoing relationship continues to go in a in a better steering direction. One thing that Secretary Blinken did say is that the Chinese are not prepared to reopen communication on a military to military basis Mm -hmm. right now. And that still is a cause of concern, especially for the U.S., because they feel like no communication between the two countries, defense departments and top defense officials could lead to, you know, potential problems, misunderstandings and miscalculations, which could which could prove costly down the road road. So still a lot to improve on. Greg, what's the effect of the ongoing uh, conversations here in the U.S. about the origins of COVID-19? I mean, there was just another story in the news, maybe last Thursday or Friday, um, about some leaked government documents that, mm-hmm. you know, are saying that high-level people are assuming, um, and really their best guess is that uh, COVID-19 came from a Wuhan lab. Uh, I can't imagine, knowing the history of China as uh, even the little bit that I do, I, I can't imagine the government looks kindly on that type of conversation no and yeah you're absolutely right in um in in adding that to the long list of things that i mentioned just a couple of minutes ago in terms of disputes between the two countries obviously the COVID origin story is also uh something of of, of a contentious issue yes. i haven't tracked that specifically in the last few days but i do know that that st- still remains sort of a sticking point and a sore point for china uh, because of the accusations here from not only the U.S., but from other countries as well. Yes. We're talking with Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, let's move forward and talk about uh, former President Trump. Of course, with his indictment last week, you would think that there will be a dip in the polls. However, the opposite has happened, yes? <laughs> Pretty much. It. Uh, you know, he's, he's had this nickname for a number of years, you know, Teflon Don. Uh, you know, things just kind of bounce off him. And that seems to be at least the initial reading of some poll numbers from a variety of pollsters here. Um, and it, it's just so fascinating. And we talked a little bit about this last week in the sense that there is this base of support that uh, for Trump that seems to be immovable within the you know the Republican set of primary voters. Uh, and so that appears to remain lock solid, uh, you know, in locked in and rock solid for the for the uh, for, for Donald Trump, who wants to win the White House again. And so what's interesting is what this means, not just for him. And that's good news for those who support Donald Trump and for those running his campaign, that his numbers within Republican circles continue to remain high. But what does that mean for everybody else who's running in a very crowded GOP presidential field right now? It means that it's hard to uh, to make it like either on the front page of political stories. It's hard to break through the noise. It's hard to break through all of the trappings of the media coverage that surrounds Donald Trump. And uh, we saw a little bit of that back in 2016 when we had a long lineup of Republican candidates on those debate stages. And uh, we're starting to see that again in terms of of, of where the lanes are for people to make uh, any movement. And we're not seeing any any real solid movement by any of the other candidates either. So that's where things are right now. Pretty static, even though there was this big indictment. Greg, was it before the 2016 election that uh, Trump said I could go out and shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and nobody would care? Or was that 2020? Yes. It was 20. It no, was 2016. I believe I believe it was 2016. Well, that yeah. was prophetic, right? It was. I mean, that that indicates uh, not only how he feels about his support and his, uh, you know, his strength of 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 a voting block. Uh, and that, of course, was 
even before he really, really had a good sense of of how Republicans and Americans might vote for him in the 2016 uh, campaign, you would think that following that win for the presidency and all that has transpired since then and where he's standing right now in the polls within the in the GOP primary, that Kathy, that he would he would be even more emboldened to say something along those lines. And uh, these polls indicate that uh, he's probably right in that fact. Right. And so here we are, Greg. Uh, summer gets underway officially on Wednesday of this week. And, of yep. course, uh, not too far behind that, the campaigns will be in full swing. So we can expect, whether it's from the Biden presidency or the Trump uh, campaign and all those other people in those circles, we're going to go into another whole other gear here shortly. Yeah, we really are. In fact, uh, we're two months away, really, from uh, the first Republican debate that will be held in Milwaukee. That's the same city that will be hosting the GOP convention next summer. So just, you know, eight or so weeks away from that opening primary debate for Republicans. And President Biden is also ramping up his reelection effort uh, even this week. He just flew and landed uh, in California just an hour or so ago. And over the next couple of days, he has four fundraisers lined up in the San Francisco area, and that is just the, the beginning of really what is going to become more of a regular part of his uh, his schedule going forward. Next week, he'll be making stops and visits to New York, uh, nearby Maryland, and Illinois, as he will continue to, to do fundraising, and not just the president, but also the vice president, the first lady, uh, and other members of the administration. So you're right, John, we're, uh, we're at the front end. We're probably more than past the very front end of this campaign, but we're going to re- really see it rev up here in the coming days and weeks. Look, I know everybody's different, but I am decades younger than Joe Biden. And the thought of a campaign schedule like he's going to be keeping over the next year, it just it makes me physically sick. Well, here's me. I go to bed at 10 o'clock and sometimes I go, I wonder if Joe Biden's in bed. <laughs> <laughs> First yeah. off, John needs more friends. But I need second more. Of all, no, Greg, I just need I mean, my rest. Well, you know, it's interesting because people will say, well, look, look at the Supreme Court and they've got, you know, uh, octogenarians, uh, you know, sitting on the Supreme oh, Court or older members of Congress. And yes, uh, they they have demands in those jobs, but there's really nothing like the demands and the pressures of the presidency. Then you throw on top of that. Uh, the reelection campaign oh on top of what you normally have as presidential duties. And it's a tall order for anybody in that job. Absolutely. I can't. I just it's, it's shocking to me. It truly is. Uh, so let's talk about Juneteenth for a minute, um, because John and I are on Twitter. We see that it's still a contentious issue. Um, is the celebration of the, uh, the the you know, the last notification of the uh, of the Emancipation Proclamation something that is controversial in the nation's capital? I'm not sure if it's controversial. It's certainly uh, obviously right within Washington, D.C. limits, for example, uh, you know, sizable black population. And so uh, this this uh, commemoration, especially uh, it becoming a a relatively new federal holiday uh, in this nation uh, was something that was really warmly received. And so um, and and not all jurisdictions uh, are still, you know, observing it. Uh, like they are in some some states, but it's growing in its you know in its certainly in its popu- popularity in terms of it being um, a holiday uh, for for workers, uh, and it is the case here in the nation's capital, for example, that uh, yeah. federal employees have the day off today and uh, that kind of thing. But it 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 really is uh, is something that is still taking hold. A lot of people forget, uh, you know, oh, it's June nineteenth. That's right. That's that means it's going to be a federal holiday. 
And uh, it's always interesting to know how holidays will then be treated going forward, because, uh, for example, you take Memorial Day, and it's obviously a very somber uh, occasion when we uh, we look at those who have uh, served and died serving our country wearing the nation's uniform. Uh, but it's also viewed as the kickoff to summer and barbecues and that right. kind of thing. So it's going to be interesting to see how Americans end up treating this holiday mm-hmm. as we go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here we are. Here we are. Okay, Greg, last question for you, of course, has nothing to do with today's news. Nothing Um, at all. all, But John hit me with this article before we went to air today that night owls, those who would stay up and keep the kind of hours that I tend to keep, are more likely to die young Mm. than people who get up early. So I guess my question for you is what category are you in? I'm going to bed at 10. Are you staying up late? I'm a night owl. I'm a night, night owl. You, owl. Kathy, you and I are dying early. I'm yes, afraid. we are. Mm-hmm. Well, rest in peace, my okay, friends. Okay, so, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> if you had your, if you ha- had your ideal time to go to sleep, Greg, what would it be? Oh, ideal. ideal. Uh, well, it really depends on on what time I have to get up. I think that's the key. Okay, but if you if you didn't have to get if you just could set your day, well, I would do like, that too. I, would you? Heck, I would. <laughs> you kidding me? I spent half my life working in the theater. I'd go to bed at five five a.m. every night. Okay, you still would. I would love it. Okay. Don't you love those late hours? Yes, I would. I would go. But to... I can't now. Why not? I'm just physically unable. Yeah. I'm on the I'm Greg. To if I could, less. I'd I'd go to bed at two. That's my ideal. I mean, I love that late night. I'm sorry, Greg. I'm jumping yeah, in on I'm, your question. I'm probably, I'm probably right in the middle between uh, you two, 10 p.m. and 2, 2 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, right around midnight, maybe a little after midnight. Certainly when I was younger, um, you know, it's 2, 3 o'clock or whatever. That's but nice. um, But I, I don't mind staying up late, I, I, and I get it from my mom because uh, she still stays up 1130 Does midnight. She? Does uh-huh. she really? Yeah. Burning yeah. the midnight oil. Okay. Well, listen, Greg, you can text me sometime late if you have something that comes into your head. Okay. Same, same for you, Sounds Kathy. Good. Good the nation's right. capital. Yeah. Always a pleasure, Greg. John, Thank you. John will catch up with us the next morning. Maybe I will. I'm not sure. You know, moving slower. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back. We're just getting underway. It's the Monday edition of the Ride Home for Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on 101.5 Word FM. It's WORD. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed.
This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800 419 2387. 800 419 2387. 800 419 2387. Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov/eip to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov/eip. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Expect an evening shower in spots, otherwise partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 66. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow will reach a high tomorrow of 79. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 60. As we look to Wednesday, we'll see partly sunny skies and a high of 80. Cloudy most of the time Thursday, morning showers followed by occasional afternoon rain and drizzle, high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Well, if you cut the uh, tail out of that conversation between uh, Ralph and Greg, or Ralph, Ralph. between Greg Clugs, <laughs> Ralph's our next guest. He's out, out in the hallway. The heck, Ralph? He's in my head. If you got the last of that conversation between Greg Clugs and a calf, apparently they're both night owls. Mm-hmm. Now, there was a time, of course, I think when you're younger, you're a night owl. Yeah. I'm. And you're still. I'm still a night owl. You're still. Okay. All right. Here's the deal. Night owls die sooner than early birds. This is tragic news. You know why? Why? The underlying conditions, of course, are the obvious conditions. People are up late at night, drinking and smoking. Oh! Well, that... That's it. I thought it had something to do with, like, you no. know, it's bad for your cardiovascular no, health no, or something. No. Oh, I don't drink or smoke. Well, maybe you'll live longer. I feel much better about yeah. everything. So, you can stay up late, just don't be smoking and drinking, Right. If you're out running around wild, no wonder you're going to die early. Well, that's a misleading yeah. headline is what that is. Well, it's from USA Today. Mm, yeah. Night owls mm. more likely to die younger. I saw that. In so they went and did a little survey uh, back in the 80s, like 1981. Uh, the the Finns uh, surveyed 2,000 people. And so then they come back, you know, 40 years later, 40 plus years later, and they go, how are things? And people are saying, well, I stayed up late and I drank and smoked. And so I'm going to kick off soon. <laughs> how about that? But there was nobody that said I stayed up late and didn't do any of those things. No, well, you know, because you know what they did? They got wise and they started to go to bed at 10 o'clock. What about staying up late and snacking? I love it. 
I love it so much. Wonder what that does. To Seriously, you. If, if when the <laughs> clock strikes ten o'clock, I need a roof shingle. I know. What is? I that? don't even care. I have a lot of fortitude in the afternoon. Nope. I don't need anything in the morning. Me neither. Me neither. I don't care. Right. 10 o'clock, I become like a pumpkin. Exactly. It's ridiculous. (laughs) All right. We're going to ask our next guest is a Nobel or not. Ralph Groom, writer and producer at Practical Engineering, will join us next. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to talk about several things, including how is it that people become creative and are able to express it and explain things to people who aren't? It's coming up next, Monday edition, right home. 101.5 WORD. The Word of God. It's bold, it's direct, it cuts across the grain of popular culture. It illuminates the mind and transforms the soul. Its meaning doesn't change. It applies to everyone, everywhere. Hi friend, this is John MacArthur encouraging you to find out what the Bible means by what it says. Join me for clear teaching from God's compelling Word every Monday through Friday right here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency, too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to Salem listeners by Calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Creativity. How do you capture creativity? What is that all about? The muse. And then if you capture it, how do you 
allow people into that nature of creativity. How do you communicate with people who, other people who are creative, but how do you communicate with people who maybe aren't? I don't believe that. I think everyone's creative. People say, well, I'm not creative. Everyone has some measure of creativity in them, don't you, you think? think? Yeah, without a doubt. Okay. Ralph Cruz back with us. Ralph Cruz is a science writer, content creator for various outlets, including Universe Today, Practical Engineering, which we'll talk about. And um, he's here with us. He's also a bit of a rock star. <laughs> nice. Ralph. Thanks, thanks for having me back. Yeah, pleasure. What do you think? Everybody creative? I tend to think so. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people who will say they're not, but I'm not convinced by their mm-hmm. arguments. Okay. You know, I think that just being a human these days, you have to have cert- a certain level of creativity. Um, I also think creativity is really hard to quantify. You know, it's one of these things that's not, I mean, by its nature, right? It's not, uh, if it was predictable, it wouldn't be very creative, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that that, that There's no place, formula. No, I think if, if there was a formula, um, I mean, I just can't imagine a world where that was. I mean, there's certainly things you can do to, if you want to try and be a little more creative. But, um, you know, for me, I've been very lucky. I get to do a lot of creative things. And I don't, there's not just like one aspect of my life that I have to like turn up to get more, right. more creative it's just there. and i also you know i've met a, t- a ton of people and i feel like there's always you can always there's something you can learn from everybody that i'm for convinced sure. of right mm-hmm. and that also means that like I, I i feel like i try to give people a benefit of a doubt almost to get i mean that's not even the right the right phrase it's just i yeah i tend to side with i think most people okay. have an element of creativity somewhere or inside a leaning to it because i mean you look at every preschool or kindergarten classroom in this country, and everyone's got finger painting, and they're, they're before you're told you're not creative, or you tell yourself you're not creative, you are creating. Okay, I think you brought up something really important, which is that I do think everybody starts out as creative, but I feel like either it's a message we give to ourselves, or more maybe more dangerous, it's a message we give to each other mm-hmm. that somehow we have to close down that creativity. Right. That's, or we lift others up and take others yeah, down. Yeah, or, or part of growing up is kind of leaving that behind. Yeah, I do feel like sometimes people uh, feel like they need to get serious with right. their lives. And You'd they, be a dentist. They lose their sense of imagination and curiosity and creativity along with that. But I feel like that's like a surface level inhibition that people build that I don't think is fundamental to the, who they are. At least I, I try to be an optimist about mm-hmm. it. But I mean, even like... I'm sure if you had a bunch of lawyers in this room, lawyers would talk about their creativity in the courtroom. <laughs> I've met some lawyers who consider themselves very creative. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> and, of course, dentists would say that was, they're deeply creative, right? It's Actually, the mouth you know, creation. Totally. I had a I had a crown done earlier, which I there don't you recommend. Go. I mean, it was, but my, my dentist did a great job. It, it was just a shame I needed it. But uh, – there was an artistry to it, like the, the between the, the shaping and the color matching, and the you know like making it work with like the other teeth in my mouth. And teeth are not as simple as you'd think. There's a lot more going right. on there than okay. I mean, have, you ever, have you ever seen? A, there's a guy here in Pittsburgh who's an artist, but he his his main career he's he installs drywall, mm-hmm. and you should see him on these drywall stilts. I oh, mean, yeah. it's a dance. It's deeply creative. Oh yeah, and, well, and drywall is also deeply challenging. Yeah, I've, 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 and I've, deeply horrible. It's yeah, it's a t- it's a tough time. Much respect to the drywall. Yeah, there. isn't and that no the doubt? Truth. There is artistry to it. Yep. all that mudding and taping and sanding. It's not. It's not easy. Okay, so I want to get to uh, like how our um, how our personalities combine or our abilities combine. So you grew up as a musical kid, correct? Right in yeah. a musical home. Yeah, your yes. dad. Your dad, My dad was, a- was a classical musician. 
Um, and he spent the bulk of his uh, career here in Pittsburgh playing with the Pittsburgh Symphony. So, so wired into it heavily. Oh yeah, I went. I mean, I've been to the concert hall actually hundreds of times, I'm maybe sure. over a thousand. Right, times. it was kind of like home in some ways. Oh, for sure, it still feels like home mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. So fast forward to now, you are the bassist in Pittsburgh's band, The Common Heart. Correct. But you're also writer and producer for the YouTube channel Practical Engineering. Yeah. But we met you at the Carnegie. Yeah, I was at the Science Center when I right. first came on the show. Right. Yeah, I've, I've been very lucky. I've had to, uh, a lot of uh, sort of creative outlets that I've been able to explore. Um, for me, I think ultimately it's, I have, like, if I had one word to describe myself, it would be curious. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's what does it for me. I just like the world around me, whether it's how the bridge I just drove over, over was built or why it stays up or how the river underneath it uh, uh, reacts throughout the year to changing conditions or how the music that I play in the common heart impacts people or just how to play that music in the first place. I I just, you know, I get excited about the stuff around me. I want to dig in a little bit more. And that's led me down a lot of paths that I think um, I otherwise would have missed if I had gotten too serious with my life. Okay, so then maybe that's it then. Does, Does curiosity separate the mildly creative to the super creative. I don't know if that's it so much as the um, the uh, willingness to do it anyway, even if people think that, like you know, the willingness to just walk a weird path, right? I, I think that was mm, a less conventional. You know, I like I uh, I almost went a couple of conventional directions over my life as well. Like I went into real estate for a little while, and that wasn't the right direction for me. And I decided a while ago to just just keep on following that curiosity path. And I think that, um, you know, not, not feeling like a a need to Uber conform to just the, you know, uh, go to college for one exact thing, get a job in that one field and do that forever. Um, I just didn't do that. And uh, it's, it's worked out great for me. Okay. Here's what I want to think about when I think about you, Ralph, I've heard you play the piano and you play a piece. And I think that was so beautiful. And then I think about you composing that piece practicing the piece to perfection where it looks so easy <laughs> i've never i don't know what perfection feels like well from, from <laughs> a listener you, viewpoint you've I never go, heard me play a piece without a wrong note in it but it, i'm telling you i mean I, I hear you and i go that's beautiful that is so incredible you obviously spent a lot of time and discipline in working through that creativity oh for sure um yeah there's definitely and especially you know something like the piano so i've, I've been very lucky to have had the opportunity i learned piano when i was very young i had very supportive parents um and you know that was that was um, a, a brilliant experience, but it is many many hours. You know, it's thousands and thousands of hours. Uh, but for me, at least as an adult, piano, even like writing and composing and practicing, are all um, like they they're rewarding to me in in and of themselves. You know, so like, it's not I a drudgery to practice. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a pleasure for me to do it now. Now that there's a certain sort of threshold, I think of facility. You know, when you, when you start practicing and it's you struggle just to play scales. That can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me of actually, someone once described math this way to me, but I think it works for music too. It's like describing painting. And if you've only ever painted a fence, of course, you're going to hate painting. But mm. if you can't paint a fence, you can't paint the Mona Lisa, right? Like mm-hmm. you, t- you got you got to get your fundamental skills together and that can be kind of boring or frustrating. But Is that the 10,000 hours? I I mean, I don't know. It might have been more than 10,000 mm-hmm. for me. It took a while. It's hard. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I, I think that once you get, once you can walk, you know, once you can, you know, you have those general skills, then you can start, um, you know, and then for me, music is, is a, is a refuge. Like if I'm stressed out about other parts of my life, sitting down at the piano and practicing for an hour is great. I mean, it makes me happier. Oh, absolutely. Very therapeutic for me.
Hmm. Ralph Cruz with us. He's writer and producer for the YouTube channel Practical Engineering. Um, let's talk about Practical Engineering. Switch yes. over to that. Um, what kind? First of all, explain what the channel's like. So Practical Engineering is hosted by um, a guy named Grady Hillhouse, who's a civil engineer. Uh, he built the channel up over the last, I think it's been about seven or eight years now. Um, and we do content about, uh, you know, the, the large built world around us at the civil engineering level. So like that water tower I can see out of the window there mm -hmm. or how um, various structures in like a highway or a bridge might work or how dams work and things like that. And then we also will address um, sort of current events that are engineering flavored. Like eventually when the NTSB releases the report, which will happen some year, uh, the the bridge, the Fernhall Bridge will get an episode from us. Mm -hmm. Like we would talk about those kinds cool. of things, but in a way that you don't have to be an engineer to understand. Like it is meant for everybody. It's supposed to be kind of fun and engaging and entertaining. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's uh, I I think I'm most most proud of the work I do there of anything I do. Really? It's, yeah, it's it's. I mean, we touch so many people and we get people really excited. And I think that Grady does an amazing mm -hmm. job. Um, and I'm just blown away that I get to be on this team full time now. Yeah. And, Excellent. and as someone who's not an engineer, mm -hmm. I can fully engage in the episodes. Yeah. That's what I love about That's it. That's so great to hear. That's that is what I goal. love about you it. You know, we want to be the opposite of a gatekeeper. We want it to be gates open. Come on in. Everyone deserves to enjoy a little bit of, you know, understanding of the world around this built world around us requires an awful lot of engineering yeah, to make yeah. happen. And we miss it. We, you know, if you don't dig into it, of course, and, and of course, everyone's living their lives. They don't have time to go study engineering. So we don't expect everyone to have, uh, you know, college calculus classes in their brain all sharpened up. But we do think it's an interesting story. You Very know? much so. Like, okay, just a quick little sidebar. So that last weekend, there was that tanker that uh, blew up that bridge. So now they're saying they're going to open that bridge in three weeks. They're going to use some engineering where they're going to put dirt in a big mound. You're, you you're talking about story? Philadelphia? Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I've 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 heard of it roughly. I don't know all the details, so what I don't want that? to like claim to know okay, exactly yeah. what their plan is. But yeah, you know, earth and structures are one of the fastest ways to do things. We, you do have to you struggle with things like um, how those kinds of soils will settle over time. It's amazing the difference between how like a loamy soil or a clay soil or a sandy soil sure. would do in that sort of settling and compacting over time. With all that weight, and then you can also sort of you can use mechanical stabilization within it, so you can sort of do like a layer of dirt and then some sort of rebar structures, or you can use various kinds of tensioned pins and concrete structures within it to take a mound of dirt and make it uh, strong enough that you could build a highway on it and, and not worry about it falling down. So that's crazy. They're, so the, the whole thing melted, and they're, they they want to replace it in three weeks. Yeah. And the Fern Hollow Bridge took, eight what, months, eight nine months, months to be completed. Although it's closed again, just for a short while. Just for a short while. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, it's amazing that they did that fast. It sure was. Yes, the that's Clemente what I mean. Bridge is closed for two years yep. for a paint job. Right. <laughs> it's more than a paint job, but yeah, yeah. you know, it, it, that's another feature of engineering that I think a lot of people miss. Is you know, uh, you can build a lot of stuff if you have a lot of money and and need right behind it. But mm -hmm. uh, part of an engineer's job is to balance that. Um, and I think that's a story that a lot of us miss. I mean, if you have unlimited resources, you can build a bridge in a weekend. Like, uh, well, if the president comes and the bridge collapses the day he's here, it's amazing work. what that does for yeah. you. Okay, we need right. to take a, a step away. But when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Ralph Crew, writer and producer of Practical Engineering. I want to hear about um, some of the latest things you guys have been looking at on YouTube. Very good. And we'll talk about some details. It's next, The Ride Home. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. 
the first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest-tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. If you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 866 That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. Uncle Ryan has challenged us to explain in our own words why our direct lender advantage is awesome for Word FM listeners who want to buy a new home or do a cash out refinance. Challenge accepted. Let's say you come to us for an ice-cold lemonade. Best on the block, baby. Now, luckily, we've got our own lemons from the lemon tree in our backyard. There's no trips to the grocery store. No middleman. Which means no paying extra to the middleman. No added time going back and forth with grocery lemon person. And most importantly, we're using our own lemons. So we can often charge you less than good old Johnny boy down the street. Doesn't Johnny know this is our street? We are United Faith Mortgage. Our direct lender advantage often allows us to move faster. And because we're using our own money within our own walls, we can often get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. UnitedFaithMortgage.com United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a number 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. NTS stands for Master of Theological Studies, and it's a two-year degree for those who want to just deepen in their theological knowledge. With an MTS degree from RPTS, you can be ready for whatever God calls you to. We have three areas of concentration, biblical counseling, biblical studies, either the Old or the New Testament. You can also do one in doctrinal or historical studies. Learn how to get your Master of Theological Studies degree entirely online at rpts.edu. RPTS. Study under pastors. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? 724 New Roof. We're talking engineering, creativity, music. Ralph Cruz back with us. Ralph Cruz is a science writer, content creator for various outlets, including practical engineering. We've been spending time talking about that. So give us a a topic that you've been looking into in practical engineering. So an episode, uh, I believe it should actually drop tomorrow. uh, So maybe even late tonight um, was, uh, and this is dear to my heart. We we actually did the the Starship launch. Mm -hmm. So you may remember uh, the largest ever rocket launched uh, not that long ago. It didn't go quite as as we would have hoped. Um, But uh, a big story of that was that the launch pad that it launched off of was pretty much destroyed by the rocket. Smithereens, right? And that, you know, that kind of that building, that concrete structure. This is where civil engineers shine. How do they? But how do they miss that, Ralph? Because Apollo's been doing this for. I mean, NASA's been doing this forever. That's right. And they rush down all this water. 
Yes. They, didn't, they bothered. There no was water deluge system. Also, no flame trench. So if you look at Pad 39A at yeah. NASA's uh, Kennedy Space Center, which is where they launched the bulk of the Saturn V. In the 60s. In the, in, yeah, they built that in 1964. It's amazing. Um, yeah, they have a, like a 50-foot deep trench with a big steel diverter that takes all of the exhaust gases, which are extremely hot, extremely corrosive, and actually really loud. Did you know a rocket launch is louder than thunder? Itself. Really? Like we, really? in, in our video, we describe it. We're like the thunderous launch of a. It's like thunderous is actually the wrong word because thunder is is too quiet. Minimal. I mean, we're talking well over two hundred decibels. Just the acoustic shock alone is really damaging. And sp SpaceX opted not to employ either a, a water deluge system uh, or a flame trench for this initial launch. Why? Um, Good they question. I know Elon tweeted about it a couple of years ago, saying there was going to be no flame diverter in in Boca uh, uh, in Boca Chica, and this may be a mistake. So I think and he, it was. I think he was right. But I mean, I think it's part of their model, and it's not all bad actually. Part of what they do is they like to fail fast, right? They've got this entrepreneurial right. spirit behind them, where they they build things, uh, uh, and they you know, like NASA would take many years to do what they'll do in months, and part of the reason is that NASA really doesn't like it when their rockets blow up. Right. Uh, and they uh, and and SpaceX wants to just get through it, get through the part where you're bad at it, to the point where you're good at it. And honestly, some of that's admirable. Yeah, we'll learn from our mistakes quickly. Um, they do seem to have a steel plate. It's almost like a giant upside down shower head thing that they're going to put on it, supposedly for the next launch. So there will be a water system there, uh, which will hopefully work better. Um, but also, I mean, it's an, the rocket is just absolutely absurd. It's like twice it's as so powerful cool. as the Saturn V. It's, it's really incredible, isn't it? It's absolutely, it's an, it's enormous. It's amazing. Uh, and you know me, like I worked at a planetarium forever. So before I got to do all this, um, engineering stuff, I was always a space nerd. Yeah. And so for me getting to write this episode about the starship, I got to go back into all these NASA logs and NASA is amazing because all of their, uh, almost all of their video and images and data and things are all free to the public. It's all public domain. Anyone can go and, mm -hmm. and you can use those. And I got to just dig through all this. The research phase of that is just oh, that's so cool. music to me. You know? Fabulous. Okay. So the episode drops any so, minute. Yeah. I believe it drops tomorrow. Yeah, okay. how what happened with the Starship uh, launch pad? Okay, let me go back to the rocket for a minute because anyone who stood next to a Saturn V, the your dwarf scale of it—it's a skyscraper—is so yeah. shocking and amazing. Mm -hmm. So you're saying this rocket was twice as powerful? Yes. Was it also yeah. twice as large, or um, is it just is it different systems? It, well, it's tough, right? Because you know, as things get larger, you know, volume scales up quite a bit faster than like height does. Like, imagine somebody like like I'm six feet tall. My friend has a daughter who's like three feet tall. I am more than twice her size. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, the 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 Starship is quite a bit taller than the Saturn V. It's not twice as tall, but it is, I think, just about twice as heavy, um, and it has uh, quite a lot more thrust to it. You know, mm -hmm. and it's it's impressive. It's pretty cool. It's super cool, isn't it? <laughs> well, okay. So when you're talking about fail fast, I guess that's a thing that you're more capable of doing if you're privately funded than yeah. if it's a federal program, because yeah. that's all of our money that we're watching go up in smoke if it's a mm -hmm. NASA program. But whenever they failed in this rocket and the liftoff, I mean, people in the surrounding area were impacted by that. Oh, yeah. And there there was a, a sort of nature preserve area around there. Also, there are many lawsuits pending. Yeah. Uh, the FAA, so there is federal involvement, right? Like, you can't just... Fire rocket, right? Off. And the FAA okay. has grounded SpaceX at their Boca Chica start, okay, I didn't starport. Know that. Uh, 
uh, and, and the FAA themselves are also being sued for being for allowing SpaceX to do this without a plan for what happens when you like pulverize concrete and spread it around for several square miles on the coast in a nature preserve area. Mm-hmm. I remember when See? Elon Musk was digging the tunnel mm-hmm. between San Francisco and L.A. Mm-hmm. and they were saying, so, you know, how did you go about getting a permit for that? And he said, well, you don't need a permit. <laughs> So, it up. And so I wondered, I didn't know if maybe you could shoot off a rocket, but Don't, I guess... I wouldn't no, recommend no. it. Okay. Right, right. Ralph, it's always fascinating. Thanks oh, so much. Thanks so much for having me. I'll yeah, Common Heart. Where can people hear you? Uh, well, our next big show in Pittsburgh is at Stage AE. Whoa. Uh, yeah, next month, July 28th, I believe it is. Check Thank it out. You. What night of the week? Uh, that's a Friday night. Friday night. A, yeah, a band from Cleveland called The Vindies, and a local band that I love called Beauty Slap is opening up for us. It's going to be a phenomenal night. Excellent. I'll be there. Common Heart and Practical Engineering. Ralph Cruz been with us. Just check it out. Look it up. WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Search underway for a missing submersible that carries people to view the wreckage of the Titanic. That's according to media reports. The U.S. Coast Guard told BBC News that the search was underway Monday off the coast of Newfoundland. Oceangate Expeditions confirmed it on the vessel. Republican Senator Ron Johnson calling the indictment of former President Trump a travesty. Well, never should have happened. That's how Senator Johnson sums up his opinion of the indictment of the former president, especially during an election cycle. It's a travesty. It's the third presidential election that federal law enforcement will have interfered in, and they're interfering in it to a great extent, You know, far, far more so than anything Russia or China could ever hope to accomplish. Senator Johnson telling the Salem Radio Network the former president's mishandled documents should have been dealt with as a civil matter under the Presidential Records Act. Bob Agner reporting. This is SRN News. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you called Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 
MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Studies show decades of increased taxpayer spending per student has failed to improve educational performance. Can't we do better? Pittsburgh's Christian schools say we can. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Rama Christian School in Moon. If you're looking for a safe environment for kids to learn where character matters and academic excellence is served by highly qualified teachers, consider Christian education. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Plan now to join Word FM Friday, August 18th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Home's John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. Early bird tickets just $40 through June 23rd. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. Expect an evening shower in spots, otherwise partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 66. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow will reach a high tomorrow of 79. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 60. As we look to Wednesday, we'll see partly sunny skies and a high of 80. Cloudy most of the time Thursday, morning showers followed by occasional afternoon rain and drizzle, high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. The Monday edition, the Juneteenth edition. We're going to talk about Juneteenth with Tony Turner here in just a bit. But have you, have you heard the news about the uh, submarine? It's a mini-sub that uh, goes underwater to look at the uh, wreckage of the Titanic. Apparently, it's been missing now for some... 36 plus hours and uh, five people on board. No word about uh, where or how they uh, have disappeared. So up until the news broke about this, I didn't realize that they were looking at the Titanic uh, with anyone but scientists on board. Right. Now it's, it's called Ocean Gate Expedition and they take a crew of citizen scientists and this is a pricey ticket. It costs upwards of $250,000 per seat. Wow. And so, of course, um, it's not like you just you know jump in like you're going to Kennywood. There's a lot of training involved. There's a lot of science involved. Uh, but apparently, you know, these are for the wealthy, and they can go and take these trips, but there's a, a price to pay. You're going to spend weeks training to do something like this. They do this about once a year. Ocean Gate expedition, mm-hmm. expedition. So five people on board. Yep. Do you know how many of those are crew and how many of those are? Uh, just one crew member and the rest are, you know, uh, one regular crew member and the rest are scientists in making. 
Yeah. Um, now, here's the weird thing. Um, I'm reading from, from today's Washington Post, and they say this, that David Pogue, who's a CBS reporter, he went on the expedition last year, and he uh, said that he also went missing for a few hours last year on this trip. So oh. apparently they find themselves in deep water and in crevices where they get cut off. That flips me out yeah mm-hmm. a submersible which this is is different from a submarine because the former is supported by a surface vessel platform shore teams or sometimes a larger submarine but these little submersibles are just on their own they're, they're little tiny machines they're, i mean no bigger i bet you they're what 25 feet long at the most and five people in there and, and all your life support and you're going down down deep into the water, the black water. So the wreckage of the Titanic, 900 miles east of Cape Cod. Mm -hmm. um, And I mean, it's a fascinating thing. I I love to look at the photographs that they have recovered. um, And I kind of geek out about that. But the thought of actually going down there, especially for some, I mean, I know that they go through training. It's not the same as being a trained diver. Or, or a trained scientist. It's just not the same. Not the same in, as being like in a, in a large scale submarine. These are little, these are like little kind of tiny pods. So, because of the vast area that we're talking about, and of course we're talking about deep water ocean, yep. they have no idea where they are. They're sending out air support and, of course, ground support and water support. So, they're doing due diligence. But they don't, but no. now, all they know is that they didn't come back. 36 plus hours uh, so far have gone by, but apparently these are equipped with enough oxygen to last over 90 hours. So there is still time if this, you know, who knows what kind of trouble they're in. Maybe they had engine trouble or whatever. You know, who knows what that is? But all hope is not lost. Oh, my gosh. But uh, prayers for those people, for sure. Holy smokes. Praying for those people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right. We're going to step away after that, though. Our friend Tony Turner will be back with us. She is Pittsburgh-based. Tony's a pastor, counselor, and teacher. We're going to talk about Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. So perhaps you're someone um, who is celebrating this. Perhaps you're someone who thinks, what is it that we're exactly celebrating? We'll talk to both of those audiences coming up next. The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. In our daily devotional, Charles Stanley talks about the importance of bearing one another's burdens. Start your day with biblical guidance for helping others delivered directly to your inbox with our station's daily devotional email. Dr. Stanley is joined by many other ministry leaders. It's amazing how your day can be shaped when you start with God's perspective. Subscribe to any of our devotionals or newsletters at wordfm.com slash subscribe. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is a need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of 
all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. SurroundPittsburgh.com. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. It is Juneteenth, a federal holiday. There's been lots of discussion about Juneteenth. Uh, uh, some people are like surprised, like what? What's going on? I, I didn't know this was happening. Yeah, and then there are some people who are like hacked off about it, like somehow it's it's a an uh, it's an affront or it's a substitution for July Fourth. Like we don't need Juneteenth because we all have July Fourth. Tony Turner's with us. Tony's been a regular guest of ours over the many many years. He's a pastor and a counselor here in the city of Pittsburgh. Hey Tune, hey Tune, hey Tone. Happy June Juneteenth. <laughs> How you as long doing? as you don't call me tuna, I'm good. <laughs> what do you say to that, Tony? You know, people who say, well, we all have July 4th. What do we need Juneteenth for? Well, to be honest with you, I celebrate my freedom every day. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. And I feel that that's something that those of us who are in Christ are able to do. Yep. Is celebrate our freedom at every opportunity you can. It's, it's about gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I totally get it. I mean... We know that the history of it is that, you know, two years after, you know, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, uh, what we don't understand is that all of the states were not affected by that, even though it was written to those states who were still uh, in uh, what he called rebellion. Right. In other words, they were not necessarily along with the rest of the United States. And... um you know, basically, it said that you know all of the uh, all of those who were held in slavery in captivity were to be considered free, and they could go back to work, but they needed to work for pay instead instead of uh, as slaves. So there's a lot of um, controversy uh, over the historical accuracy of how it all went, which there's always, always. you know. 
uh, going to be different uh, viewpoints. I mean, we we have four Gospels, you know, and they're all pointing to Jesus, and there's a different aspect of all of them. Um, some of some of what you know is is said is largely, I think, because we just don't know all of, of the facts, or they haven't all been uh, promoted. But anyway, um, June nineteenth. Uh, 19, uh, 1865, which was two years later, um, this uh, this uh, 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 proclamation that it was presented in Galveston, Texas, that uh, let supposedly let the those who were the last slaves uh, let them know that they had been set free, as if they did not uh, know. Word was and slow. Yeah, and the issue was that they were still in war, uh, civil war. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and there were even some states after that that still had slaves. So, you know, there's a lot that, that goes along with that. But that, that I think, is uh, it's important for us. It, it, you know, it's been celebrated in churches, it's celebrated in communities, and, you know, basically as a, a black holiday. But I think it's a holiday that needs to be celebrated by all of us because, what it means is that, you know, people, we we need to recognize that people need to be uh, regarded as people and that, you mm-hmm. know, slavery is not, especially the way it was done in the United States and other parts of the world, slavery is not a good thing because it, you know, caused people to be diminished, caused people to die. You know, uh, it was, you know, it was very ugly, family separated and all of that. Yep. Um, but I think, and then there was, there was that cultural shift so you had some whites who were ready to embrace you know uh the release of slaves and there were some who just weren't and um uh i went to a church on sunday that advertised that they were celebrating uh juneteenth it was uh eastminster uh presbyterian church it was it was a wonderful service i i really enjoyed it and but they had a, a panel of pastors who talked about um, you know, what, what stood out for them during this particular celebration. And I thought it was really, really, uh, it, it was really good because actually it highlighted some of the things I was thinking about, but I think it's real important that no matter what the situation is, we see it as, you know, we see the fact that God is still a redeemer. We see it as the fact that whatever the Lord allows to happen in our lives that he still plans for our good. And so um, we, you know, there was one pastor who um, talked about just the, the concept of, of being seen, the invisibility. And, um, you know, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but when I came back from Philadelphia after living there for like 15 years, I had, I remember saying to my mother, it seems like there are some especially white people, you know, or people that are called white. I don't really believe anybody's white. But anyway, I said, it seems like they just kind of look through you and not at mm-hmm. you, you know, because eye contact is really, real important to me. As a girl, you and, said this to uh, me. Huh? As a, as a young girl, you said this. I said this, uh, I was maybe, uh, I think I was early 30s. Okay. I, this was my, upon my return to Pittsburgh, because when I lived in Pittsburgh, I didn't see the racism. I didn't see the the separatism the way I saw it when I had lived somewhere else. Hmm. And um, 
So, uh, you know, I see that as a as a challenge. But this one pastor who's a black pastor, he said, you know, that uh, being able to feel like you're seen Mm -hmm. is real important and uh, that you're not invisible, that you do matter. And it made me think of a word, a Zulu word that I learned when I went to South Africa. Uh, They use the greeting Salbona, which means um, which is their greeting for hello. But it actually, in translation, means I see you. Hmm. I see that you, you know, you have, a, you come from something, that there's something in you, yeah. that, you know, that it's more than just what I'm looking at. And um, all right. So let me so, break. Let me break in, Tony, just because I was on Twitter this morning, seeing that there are still a lot of people who really uh are, and I would assume that they're white, though I don't know for sure, but are reacting badly against the fact that uh, that Juneteenth is a federal holiday, that people are taking the day off, all that sort of thing. And I wonder if upon hearing what you've just said, uh, mm-hmm. the importance of being seen, mm-hmm. that that would make a difference. No. You don't think it would, John? No. I, I mean, uh, there was a time when you think, well, race relations in this country were getting better. I believe race relations in this country are pretty pretty bad. Tony, you think so? Well, let me just say this. This country was founded with the deep value of freedom and justice for all. And when you when we named it, when they named it the United States, I believe that we declared war on the powers of hell mm. because the powers of hell That's understand good. the importance of unity. Okay? So what we have to be able to say is, uh, it, that it's a it's a work in progress. We for sure we have made a lot of progress, you know, th- throughout the years. But we still just need to see it as that work of progress. And and during that progress, we need to see uh, take an honest look at our history. We need to mourn the sins of the past. We need to celebrate the freedom we have, but continue to seek the Lord for our future. We need to you know recognize that you know this that all of us have sinned. So, you know, to be able to make a correction like the end of slavery or civil rights where, you know, everybody has a right to, you know, vote or everybody has a right to work or, you know, our 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 basic uh Christian values, Lord, that that um that we all need a savior. And I that's why I say, you know, it's important for us to be able to celebrate any uh, measure of freedom, but not to replace, you know, uh, the 4th of July, if that's when we want to celebrate something. We celebrate Christmas every year. Jesus wasn't born on that day, and mm-hmm. we know it, but we still do it. And I don't think there's any harm in celebrating it. Um, a lot of people, I think, are incensed because, for the most part, it's considered a Black holiday. But if we would, you know, just look at the fact that um, you know, as I said, God is still a redeemer, you know, and he is able to take what the enemy meant mm-hmm. to divide us and pull us together. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to look at each other. I need to be able to look at another human being and see what is in that person. You know, what have we done with our freedom? You know, have we used it to oppress someone else or have have we actually taken advantage of what God has put in us and and gone and get our educations, go on and, and, and you know, buy property, start your businesses. You know, there's there's so much that we have opportunities to do in this country, regardless of what 
our color is. Yes, we do have issues of of partiality, but we have those even within uh, various ethnic groups or various uh, even church denominations. And, you know, whatever the group is, there's always going to be somebody who wants to see their thing as better or not as good. But I don't think it should replace anything. It should just be a point of celebration, of commemoration. One of the uh, pastors talked about uh, remembering, which I thought was so important. She said that we, when we remember something, even when we are come together in communion, you know, Jesus told us to remember, you know, do this in remembrance of me. And she kept saying, remember, remember. And I thought of remember while she was talking, I thought of it as, as opposed to dismembering or pulling us apart and that it's time for us to stop dealing with one another in the fractured way that we have regarded each other, especially within the body of Christ and even others. Um, when we take the Lord's Supper, in fact, we're commemorating or recalling the suffering that Christ endured for our salvation. At the same time, we're celebrating our freedom from sin and the penalties of sin. And I think we can we can look at such an occurrence as, you know, this, this Juneteenth, you know, and that what surrounded, uh, you know, just the proclamation of, um, you know, e- uh, e- emancipation, all of that. It's necessary in, in procuring of all of our freedom. It's not just for blacks. Amen. That's good, Tony. You know, and I, I always love you because instead of you looking at the world as, you know, the world sees the world, you always look at it from an eternal perspective. Well, hey, God called us into a, a kingdom, and we, we need to, if you go to France, you're going to speak French, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tony, before you leave us, talk about the Gracism Task Force, what it is. Gracism Task Force is about exposing the elephant in the room, which is any form of division, including racism, within the body of Christ so that it makes room for the vision that Jesus had that we would all be one. And so that the commanded blessing that the Father spoke of in the Old Testament in Genesis 11 and is in Psalm 133 that there is a blessing that he's commanded. And so there, you know, there's power. There is a great revival. I believe that is due the body of Christ before Jesus returns. And it's uh, the reason why we're on the planet right now is for the harvest. And if we don't get it together, we're going to be a disappointment to the father. I don't want to see that happen. I'm into that. Proud to call you my sister, Tony. Peace be with you. And also with you. Thank you so much. That's Tony Turner. She's Pittsburgh-based right here in the city. She's a pastor, counselor, and teacher. You can find more about her on Facebook, The Gracism Task Force. Take a quick break. Step away. Does this make sense? It's coming up next. The world is ever-changing. Fashion, automobiles, news, turn around, and the world is always it's, different. Everything's changed. However, God never changes. Mm-hmm. God is eternal. Transient, yes, life is. But if you're thinking about embedding yourself in the eternal truth of God and you're a young, soon-to-be college student, I would say, look at Grove City College. 
It's hard to think through these things. You know, it's hard to think through the news today. It's hard to think through issues that affect people, you know, issues of truth and justice and all and what it means to follow Jesus and be an intellectual person in the world. Um, You need a guide. You need mentors. You need professors that care about you, um, who know you and who are willing to speak into your life if asked. And uh, on a college campus, sometimes that type of mentorship is a hard thing to find. I'm into that. So if you're thinking about applying to colleges in this new semester, your son, your daughter, you yourself, where do you end up? Where do you spend four years of hard-earned study? We'd say Grove City College, the eternal truth of Christ. That is what's necessary for life to flourish. GCC.edu, Grove City College. Yeah, it's not just you. A lot of people are wondering why so many big corporations are actively promoting ideas and values that their own customers don't support. And honestly, this is another reason MediShare is so attractive to people who don't want to use their own health care dollars to pay for things they don't believe in. MediShare is the refreshing alternative. They're a nonprofit ministry. It's a community of like-minded Christians helping each other live healthy lifestyles. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they save a lot, too. Most families save around $500 a month. And member satisfaction surveys consistently show they like it much more than health insurance. So for you, maybe it's time. Find out how you can not only save, but freely choose to be part of something you believe in. Here's the number you can call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE, 844-45-BIBLE. Terry Wardenis here from the Gateway Clipper. The best way to see Pittsburgh is aboard a narrated Three River Sightseeing Cruise. Join us for a one-hour tour and experience our city out on the water. Sales Wednesday through Sunday all summer. Visit gatewayclipper.com for tickets. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Expect an evening shower in spots, otherwise partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 66. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow will reach a high tomorrow of 79. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 60. As we look to Wednesday, we'll see partly sunny skies and a high of 80. Cloudy most of the time Thursday, morning showers followed by occasional afternoon rain and drizzle, high 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Craft singles. Well, I mean, I don't mean American cheese, John. I mean a craft single. It, it seems like a lot of waste. Like mm-hmm. a one individual cheese wrapped up in its own little home. Right. It doesn't. Doesn't it seem like a lot? Yes. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. However. When you eat one, it sure is delicious. Mm. Isn't it? I think it tastes weird. What? I think it tastes weird. 
Which well, it's not like, you know. It contributes to me saying it doesn't make sense. It's not brie or some high-end cheese. I know, I know, piece, but listen. It's a slice of American okay. cheese. But if you get American cheese yeah. like at the deli, yeah. any reputable deli, it's actual cheese. I like the irreputable deli. Well, I'm, also, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm it's sure there are some. It's not a good deli. Don't go I'm in there. I'm sure there are some. Uh, American cheese is actually supposed to be like a cross between cheddar and Colby. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's really melty. Yeah. But it's actual cheese. But Kraft Singles. What is it? It's Plastic. a pasteurized processed cheese food, uh-huh. which means it's less than 51% cheese. Right. So how about like whenever you get like, you know, the cheese in a little like red wine cheese, that kind of stuff. That's oh, like in a little food. pot. Yeah. Yeah. That's cheese food. Right. That's cheese food. I'd eat that in a which hot is, Which is what cheese eats. Cheese whiz. Listen, it's not cheese. I say Kraft Singles, John. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I guess I'll have to agree with that. Right. Okay, does this make sense? Now, this, uh, I didn't know what you're... It's a food-related thing as well. Okay. No, it's not. Pigs in a blanket. Oh. You know, now, little, do you do you mean the hot dog? Yes, it, yes. Okay. The American version. Okay. Hot dog with a little crescent thing. Yeah, with a little crescent thing over the top. When I was a kid... Holy smokes. That was high cuisine? Yep. Yeah. Now, I'm going to yeah. walk right on by. So you say it doesn't make sense? I am. I'm with you, John. What? At the, here's the thing. That is engineered. And What's, it, well, All food's engineered. Not all food is engineered. What do you mean? Not all food is engineered. How, how about to a spinach me, pie? Like a, a little, spinach pie is engineered. Yeah, Who doesn't seems, love a spinach it pie? It seems like it has more, and I don't mean organic as in the use of no pesticides. I just mean it... It seems more organic in its creation than a, a, a weirdly a shaped tiny hot, hot dog. dog wrapped in a in a crescent roll. But you know what I mean? If you were coming home late at night and it was like midnight and you were out all night, I'd pop six of those in my mouth before you could say <laughs> Oh, boom. yeah. I mean, of course you, know you would. But then the problem is after you were done, you would say, why would I do that? Because I had to. Because it tasted you know what? good. No, because it didn't make I'm sense. I'm changing my vote. No, Pigs in a blanket no. makes sense. 101.5 Word FM, WORD. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie launches a new series in the book of James. We'll consider the surprising joy of trials and temptations and learn to control the destructive power of our tongues. It's an important week of practical study on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. A toast to our new college grad who fills us with so much joy, almost as much as when we're in our RV. Oh, the world is your oyster, kiddo, and ours too. Now that we're covered with Progressive, Dad and I can hop in our RV anytime we want. Might even splurge on a retractable awning. Look out. (laughs) Sorry, what was I talking about? Protect your loved one with an RV policy from Progressive. Take as little as four minutes to see what you could save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Stop overpaying for wireless. There is a better way. Pure Talk saves the average family about $1,000 a year on the most dependable 5G network in the U.S. You can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of high-speed data for just $30 a month. If you're ready to cut your wireless bill in half, dial pound 250 and say keyword spend less, and you'll save an additional 50 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250 and say spend less and make the switch to Pure Talk today. You've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of Social Security, squeezing it for all it's worth? 
Hi, this is Ethan Lane with Accurate Solutions Group. Our team can help show you ways to do that with our free social security report. It's a great first step to learn how your benefits can play a role in your overall retirement income plan, especially because the Social Security Administration can't give you advice. It's different for everyone, and there are a lot of factors that go into knowing exactly how to maximize your benefits, but based on the decision you make, you could end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars in retirement simply by being informed. Get this free Social Security report from Accurate Solutions Group by texting the word SECURITY to 412-515-3555. That's SECURITY to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Firm offers insurance services and is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees. Like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. that you, John, aren't the office jerk. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, I never thought about that. <laughs> well, well, you know what? I, I kind of had a little moment there because before the show there, you and Lexi and I were in your office, and I was blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he might not have been at his best right? at that point. I mean, Lex. I was kind of like, was I a little mouthing off a little the, bit? The pre-show meeting was... Volatile, a little rock. It was a little. It was a little hot in there. I'm it sorry. Was... It was. Uh, did I drive that too? I guess. Yeah. 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 It's okay though. Sometimes we need to be that way. And then when I got up, I went out to the copier. Who's at the copier? Management. Uh huh. And I immediately went, "Oh, Johnny. Oh, put a little lid on that, my friend." Mm-hmm. So maybe However, I was that... today. I was okay, but that doesn't make that doesn't make you the office jerk. The office jerk. You might have to, that. Well, maybe. Yeah. Well, I, I guess Just maybe. Say as much. But the office jerk is the person who takes credit for what other people do, oh, that's or you enjoy embarrassing people in the office. <sighs> how about the How about the office jerk who steals from the fridge? Yes. Oh, or that, is that the worst. How about um, the person who talks all the way through meetings? When everybody else clearly wants to get out. Yeah, let's right? go. There's an article in the Washington Post, um, How to Tell if You're the Office Jerk. Mm-mm. And it's it's kind of long, and I found it really interesting, um, but it identifies a blind spot that everybody has. Okay? It's funny you kind of thought it was long. It just pops out to me. It's kind of long. It is kind of long, which I, which I, I appreciated. Uh, yeah, because there's, there's a lot to say about the office jerk. Um, but... One of the blind spots is that people don't think that they are perceived as the office jerk because the other people who are annoyed by them never say so. What? Yes. There's no pushback to the there's, office jerk. No, there's no there is no pushback I find to the that office hard jerk. To believe. The Maybe Wall's, here, people are very polite here. Well, give me just a minute and tell you I'm what sorry. the Wall Street Journal Excuse said. Me, I'm being a jerk. To understand how much anxiety people feel about giving negative feedback, consider one study we ran in which we had two people negotiate with each other. Mm-hmm. We then instructed the winner of the negotiation to give feedback to the loser on what they could have done differently. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. 
But instead of providing constructive feedback, maybe they could have said, you know, you came in with a really low offer and it made me think you would settle, which is why I ended up winning. Most winners instead gave overly positive, non-critical feedback that was useless. They said, hey, your negotiation skills were so great. I mean, you really killed it because they said, the Wall Street Journal said that people find an exercise that encourages them to give negative feedback extremely stressful. So people end up giving positive feedback because it's much less stressful, even though they know they're lying. In fact, the mere prospect of giving negative feedback made people apprehensive. Hmm. Yeah. So is that a lack of courage or people just trying to be nice? No, I I don't know if it's a lack of courage. It might be that you're you you have a high, a low cringe tolerance mm. and you can't stand to see somebody in front of you uncomfortable suffering. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or especially if you are the um, that makes sense. If you're the cause of it, but the absence of productive feedback, the Wall Street Journal says, creates a big problem when it comes to people knowing that they are a jerk, because in fact they go on to talk about a Reddit thread. Um, 40,000 cases of workplace jerkishness, Mm. ranging in subject matter from the ethical status of an office crush to whether someone was in the wrong for ruining the company's group photo. But people as annoyed as they were by the office jerk, only 15% ever said anything. Really? 15%. Now, I wonder if... I think it's hard to give negative feedback well. But you're working with people shoulder to shoulder, sometimes year after year after year. They become like family. I mean, a lot of times filters just go away. Don't you think? Do you give negative feedback to your family? Yeah. Do they give it to you? Yes. (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) I'm asking for it, but there it comes. Why? You you guys don't give negative feedback? Yeah, I mean, I'm. Yeah, like with I, your I kids, lo- you I, guys pay. But da, da, da. I think a lot of families don't give negative feedback, or or if they give negative feedback, it's in the form of an argument. It's not, hey, I want to tell you about X. Right. I don't think that happens very much at all. Hmm. You wait until like things get really bad. Then yes, it explodes. and yes, and yeah, then yeah, I yeah. think it comes. You know, right? That cares. Well, it's only, yeah, it carries a lot of baggage. Which is the volatility I was talking about with the pre-show meeting today. Well, that wasn't that bad. Well, I think. Okay, so it's just interesting to me that that you could people could go on for a decade being, being the person who's disliked mm. at the office because nobody around you has the courage Hutzpah. to say anything at all. I wonder now with you know people working remotely coming in a few days a week, that's just going to extend the the jerk to them because you don't see the people, yes. uh-huh. and then all of a sudden they come in and go, "I'll tolerate that guy because he's here for a couple of days a week." Right, it's just going to make things get worse. Yes. Oh boy, it's complex to work, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Our kids look. Our kids are just starting out in their working careers, mm-hmm. and you think you have no idea sure. what's waiting for you, honey. Oh, oh, oh boy, they have no idea. You know, there's Lexi. She's she's a kid. That's right. She's Lexi. She's just starting out. Lexi, I mean, what do you think about? Do you think that the Wall Street Journal's right in its assessment that people don't want to say anything negative? I think so. Um, It also because there was a person that I was not a huge fan of at my last job Mm. um, and he really was like the office jerk. Um, But I never really I 
would complain, but I wouldn't ever say anything to him because we weren't close. Like I wasn't, I didn't feel comfortable, comfortable enough to bring it up to him because we, I didn't know him that well. Mm-hmm. Plus you're the new kid on the block. Yeah. And so, you're, and you're young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so everyone's like, yeah, this kid doesn't know nothing. Right. They just have it. And so he just was able to continue on being the mm-hmm. office jerk. I also wonder if it's like a power dynamic. Like if it's a boss, that's the office jerk. Like, are they, are they afraid to say anything in, in fear of retaliation? Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you're in any power position over somebody else, if you're a supervisor, the people who work for you are never going to tell you what they really think because you have too much power over them. Right. Right. I mean, like, come on, let's all come in here and be honest. That's just not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. Everyone's going to sit there like quiet. Yeah. Please don't look at me. Right. I don't want to say anything. Right. But then don't you think about this? Like, I've never had an exit interview. Have you ever had an exit interview? Wait, have I ever had an exit interview? Because my wife oh. was talking about that. I mean, the exit. I did. Oh. I did have an one exit interview and on what? paper. Did the honesty come pouring out? I lied. Oh, what? I did. What the heck? You guys, I'm sorry. The, I mean. I lied. Here's Here's why. Because I was afraid that the people I worked with would be penalized for what I had to say. Because I was leaving, I was having a baby, mm-hmm. and the rest of the people I was working with were staying, mm-hmm. and so I got the printout. Survivors saying, "Hey, you know, answer these questions," and I lied. Mm. I so did. I, I was one but of you the. Didn't I, help them. I was one of the eighty. I know. I was one of the eighty-five percent. That's they could have used exa- your voice in solidarity. I'm but not saying kinda... it was the right decision, but I'm saying it's right. what I did. Very nice. Okay. All right. Um, Speaking of the workplace, yeah, let's switch gears here. Um, this is weird. What does your job say about uh, who you marry? Now, here's the weird thing. Nothing. Well, no, is, this is okay. So uh, I saw this thing that um, doctors are more than fivefold likely to marry other doctors. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, professors. Right below the doctors. Marry, other, marry professors. other professors. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is weird. Restaurant, bar, and hotel managers likely to marry the same group. Really? Yeah. Farmers, ranchers, marrying other farmers' families. That makes perfect sense. Because you want to marry someone who speaks the same language. That's the thing. That's why... Physicians marry physicians right. because they know the lifestyle. They, they know the lifestyle. They know the language, yep. and they know what they had to do to become who they are. Right. Doctors, dentists, pharmacists, lawyers—they're yep. all in that top yep. tier. What about military? Uh, yeah, that would make sense too, doesn't it? They're not listed. Well, you know, this is what this is a this is from today's uh, Wall Street Journal. Uh, they're they're focusing on professionals. Okay. So they're not saying military. They're just saying, you know, lawyers, physical therapists, teachers, software Do developers. Do teachers marry other teachers? Uh, not nearly as much. Like a, a lawyer, you know, like 70% or more. Teachers, 20. Huh. Mm-hmm. In my entire dating life, I dated only one other person who wasn't an actor. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, one time. Yeah. Somebody I met uh, in a business thing, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll date her. I had nothing. I don't know. What was I thinking? I had nothing in common with this person. So wait. So w- 
Okay, is it, you think it's similar? It's the same language? Same thing, sure, sure. Yeah. I never knew that. You only dated one person who wasn't an actor. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Because it's the, I know, it's the same thing. I mean, you, it's a shorthand. You know, the emotional vibe, the, the language, the, the work style, the hours, what it takes to do what you do, all those things. So why not? Okay, if I look, Lexi, I'm going to ask you this question, so get ready. If I look at the people I dated, yeah. including my husband, none of them ever did the same thing. I mean, they're not even really okay. No, not even close. I mean, one guy was a football player. One guy was uh, an engineer. Another guy was in the military. Another guy was a bartender. What you're like all over the map? And I, yeah, and then I ended up marrying a musician. So, Lexi, do you have any commonalities in the people you've dated? Not particularly. No. I didn't. That's weird. I haven't dated anyone. I mean, like, yeah, no, I guess not. Because a lot of the people that I was seeing or I dated um, were either in, like, law or they were going to school for, like, law or, like, science or, like, any field, like, STEM. Like, even now, my partner right now is in the medical field. So. Huh. But but John only dated actors, Mm -hmm. except for that one outlier right and that was a disaster was that a crash and burn oh the horrible she went to my mother's birthday party i invited her to my mother's 70th birthday party yeah she sat by herself in the living room and watched television i was like oh what we're, we're done this is like not why a- would she do that that's that's, that's a horrible ridiculous. move the worst i was done okay we're, that's it and it, it, <laughs> okay. uh, an actor would never do that well a, a regular person with any <laughs> awareness would never do I agree. that yes i agree Huh. And then you married an actor, too. I did. Very happily. Okay. Very, very good. All right. Good move there. We're taking a break. When we come back, uh, a story in today's news about a California restaurant who used a fake priest for something in the restaurant. Mm. Hmm. Here come the priests. Talk about that next. Right on. This is John Hall with a special message from our friends at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. We can all agree that every child in our community should have access to nutritious meals. When school is out, many kids lose their most reliable source of healthy food. It's a heartbreaking reality, but together we can make a difference for nearly 60,000 kids in southwestern Pennsylvania who go to bed worried about where their next meal is coming from. The Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank's child nutrition programs provide essential summer meals, after-school snacks, and educational resources to thousands of students across Allegheny County, helping them reach their full potential. But they can't do it without your help. Right now, just $1 can provide three nutritious meals that make an immediate impact on a child's life. Together, we can fight childhood hunger and build a healthier, happier community. To learn more and to donate, just go to pittsburghfoodbank.org. That's pittsburghfoodbank.org. This is an urgent announcement for anyone that's $10,000 or more in debt. Before you make another minimum payment, you need to know there are special programs that can completely free you of your debt. Total Financial Freedom can help you become debt-free in months instead of years. Resolve your credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and timeshares. Call now at 800 533 6605 for a free consultation. 
For 16 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get out of debt. You can feel confident when calling because Total Financial Freedom is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and a Christian-owned company. Don't get stuck in the endless cycle of payments. You have the right to get your debt resolved and substantially reduce your monthly payments. Call Christian-owned Total Financial Freedom now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. That's Mike saying good morning. It's the best he can do right now. Yeah, not a cloud in the sky. What Mike could use is a fresh start. And Irish Spring Body Wash... The fresh scent of Irish Spring and those sensational Irish Spring suds are just the reset Mike needs. Now he's ready to go to work. It's Sunday. Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready. Pick up Irish Spring at Walmart today. Turn your home into restricted airspace. Tell incoming flights you want them diverted. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap plugs into the wall and uses light to attract, then trap flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. Its 24-7 continuous attraction provides insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly. Consider air service interrupted. New Raid Essentials Light Trap. Insecticide-free protection. A fake priest was enlisted to get workers to confess to their sins at two restaurants in California. A restaurant chain in California. Wait, wait, now i got to go back to fake priest. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this this is not an actual priest. This is some dude just dressing up in the habit. Right. Okay, so there's uh, two restaurants. Uh, che Gibraldi, he operates. This is the guy who owns these restaurants. Che Gibraldi operates two Takira Gibraldi restaurants in, Taqueria, I think is the Oh, there we go. In Sacramento. Okay. And uh, he brought in a friend dressed in priestly garb who sat down with the servers and the kitchen staff. Um, you would to imagine. take their confessions. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, here's, here's the deal. Um, somebody says, Maria Peretta testified that she found her conversation with the uh, alleged priest, quote, unlike normal confessions where she would talk about what she wanted to confess Instead, the priest told her that he would ask questions to get the sins out of me. He asked her if I'd ever got pulled over for speeding, if I drank alcohol, if I'd stolen anything. The priest asked if I had stolen anything at work, if I was late to my employment, if I, did anything, if I did anything to harm my employer, and if I had any bad intentions towards my employer. Holy smokes. Well, it was that's kind of a dead giveaway, right? Pretty much How so. long did it take people to realize that he wasn't a real priest? Yeah, they don't go into that, right? However, the uh, the National Labor Relations Board is now involved. Uh, I bet. Because now the, the owner of the restaurant, as duplicitous as he was with a fake priest, he also stole tips. So not a good guy. The fake priest okay. story. That'll get so, you. So first of all, it's a terrible story. But second of all, um, it does, I don't know, it makes me think of like the presence, what the. The caller. What the caller does. Well, look, our friend Jay Slocum, right. who's an Anglican priest, not a Roman Catholic priest. I love this about Jay. For years, he would say, I never wanted to wear my collar. But he said, one year, someone convinced him, Jay, you need to wear that collar in public. It changed everything. People approached him. People looked at him differently. Mm-hmm. People mean, reacted differently in his presence. It signifies a lot. Yeah. 
And in this weird sort of, you know, kind of godless world we live in, symbols still matter. Yeah. Especially symbols of God. So it really stinks that a restaurant owner decided to try to Rip capitalize on that by getting people to... You think that probably the priest taking notes might have, you know, sort of tipped people off as well. Can you imagine a, like a priest going to you and saying, so how do you, what do you drink? What do you, mm-hmm. you know? You've never been to confession, like a, a priest confession. Mm-mm. It's quite an experience. Is it? Did they yeah. don't ask you questions, do they? Or do no, they? no, no, no. Okay. No one's asking you questions. So. You go in there and you follow this kind of protocol. Yeah. Have That's... you ever been in confession, Lex? No, not unless you're a Roman Catholic. Lex, were you ever in confession? Um, not really. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We'll just skip right by that. That's a great answer. That sounds, Not really. That sounds kind of tentative. All right. I, I'm changing the subject. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, I was watching this show the other day that popped up on my Hulu feed. What are you and, watching? Uh, it was called Curb Appeal. A little real estate show. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was more like a, a design show. Mm-hmm. And But it was interesting because I, you know, I, I try not to I, – I spent, you know, a decade of my life in interior design and – um, the shows are really misleading in large part, the HGTV type of things. They can give you great ideas, yeah. but they are misleading, especially when it comes to the cost of a project. And oh, so I just find yeah. that I, you know, I watch them and I just get really annoyed because I think that that's just. We spend $58 and remodel our so entire It's so stupid. Home. You know, really? I, it doesn't even make any sense. Anyway, however, the Curb Appeal show got me thinking a little bit mm. because all they do is work on the exterior of the house. Okay, Mm. and they spend less than five thousand dollars usually on the exterior of a house. But the reason I watch it (coughs) is because of what happens to the neighborhood. Oh, oh, once it happens, people's houses are looking better. So they'll work on one house and then they'll target two other houses on the same street and they'll say, hey, we're working on Joe and Margie's house at the at the, you know, up at the stop sign. Uh. What if we spent three or four hours at your house? How would you feel about that? They're like, come on in, man. Great. So they end up doing one house very well and then doing a couple low budget things at two other houses yeah. on the same street. And then they interview people who live in the neighborhood. Everybody ends up wanting to do something to their house. Mm. It really like, you lifts know, everybody it, up. Right. So, you know, the tide lifts all the boats. That's interesting. There was an article in the Good News Network today. Um, which is a fun uh, place to go if you're feeling drab and like everyone is, ag- good news. is against you in the world. Um, but it says that a year ago, uh, the Good News Network um, profiled an artist who began transforming an old neighborhood in Gloucester, which is an urban section of the UK, by painting drab uh uh homes that are connected to one another. What would row you houses. row houses, I couldn't think of the term. In vividly cheerful colors. And as of today, she's unveiled her latest street of mm. sixty three, which she calls Rainbow Homes. Now she's been doing this in Gloucester since twenty eighteen. Free makeovers, similar to what I'm talking Free. about. Free makeovers for entire streets and several squares within the city in southwest England. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to show you a picture, which I know disadvantages the uh, listeners. But these are unremarkable, just profoundly ugly row houses. Yeah. Okay. But what she's doing to them mm-hmm. is she's painting each one beautiful colors. They pop. And they are super, super colorful. That's cool. And so she'll do an entire, like, multiple block section of a street. 
And the article goes on to interview people who live on the streets. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how it has transformed how they look at where they live. It's a really wonderful story. Uh, So this woman's name is Tash, okay? And uh, after she unveiled her fifth and largest project, which are 63 houses on Hopewell Street, she painted them in bold and vivid colors. They interviewed a resident there, a 44-year-old woman who'd lived there a long time. And um, she said, it was like Tash appeared from nowhere and turned our street into a work of art. Get out. Yeah. Uh, interviewed a man by the name of Rob Wilkes, who had lived on that street for 63 years. Mm. And he said, I saw tireless work that this woman does behind the scenes to fix the issues of our streets before adding her signature colors. And I find the whole thing so admirable. Anyway, this article in the Good News Network shows a bunch of things. In fact, there's one very cool image from the sky which kind of shows a long view of one of the streets. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I thought to myself, whatever we do to the inside of our houses is for us. Yep. But what we do to the outside of our houses is for the rest of the neighborhood. Maybe we should put a little more emphasis, a little more attention into what the outside of our house looks like because that's going to be... Your calling card. Yeah, an an improvement for someone who has to look at our house from across the way. All right. Well, they're doing it for free. I was inspired by this. I was. So maybe you can't spend 5000 but maybe you could spend 50 Make a big difference to your neighbors. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.